Welcome to the Life of Faith podcast by missionary evangelist John J. Asilin of the Global Prayer Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. We invite you to join us for this special message of inspiration, encouragement, and ministry of the Word of God through the exaltation of Jesus our Lord. Here is John J. Asilin. Dad, Dad wasn't feeling well, and so he asked us if we could step in. And he just said, just share what God has been putting on your heart. And mom said, well, has God been speaking anything new? Um, And I can't say that I have anything necessarily new, but I do have some things that I'm holding on to that I feel like God spoke to me last year. Um, I'm not a person who normally says like, I heard this from the Lord, I heard this, I heard that. In fact, usually um, I'm a person who will second guess it quite a bit, but Last year, around June, we were sitting in here in the sanctuary at around 11 a.m. and we were praying, and God dropped a word into my my heart, and I immediately went and looked it up. Um, and the word was "behold" at first. Just "behold" was the word that He emphasized, and I think an act of beholding is stopping, and looking, and waiting, and resting and listening to a declaration that God is saying. Um, And so he said, behold, and then I heard new thing. And I was like, I've heard this verse before. I got this. So I went and I found it in Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 19. Well, 19 really was the verse. 19 was, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And then I was directed to go to the previous verse, which was, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And that to me was... Uh, breathtaking. And of course, like any word from the Lord, as soon as I heard it, all hell broke loose. And so I went through periods where I remembered it and held on to it. And then there were periods where I forgot about it. And then there were also periods where it was painful to look at because I was like, but when Lord, (laughs) like that's been, I think that that's why this week has kind of been a rough week. Um, I was telling mom this, we, we fielded a lot of emotional prayer requests from good people, not not people who are whining, because I'm the first one to call out whining. Um, I don't have a whole lot of tolerance for just abject complaining and negativity, but a lament is not something you can quiet. And so it just feels like there's a lot of Hannahs at the altar all at once right now that are grieving for something that God, a promise that God has put into their heart. And the question is, how long, O Lord? How long? And I don't have the answer to that question. God has never answered that question for me. Um, I don't get to know the timetable. Uh, If I did, (laughs) I would tell you. Um, But I think what God has been constantly reiterating to me, not only through my dad or Terry G or mom or Brian or so many people, Gary, so many of you who've come and spoken into my life, it's don't lean on your own understanding. 
And the reason why God also tells us to not remember the former things is my, my greatest example for that is as a financial analyst, we were always taught that historical data has a historical bias. If a new event happens, you can't predict it because historical data doesn't fully comprehend it. And we even see right now with the financial market, analysts are behind on predictions because they don't, they, this is a new thing that's happening. So when a new thing happens, all the scales and measures and the logic and the rules that I had set up in my head had to kind of be laid down at the cross. But my rules and logic is how I maintain order in my chaos. So I was like, Lord, what do I do? But he just wants me to behold and keep my eyes on him, not on around me, not on the things of the past, not the present, but the future. And that there's a good thing coming. And I feel like that lined up with dad's word for 2023 as well that said prepare. And I think so many times, I I told dad like a year ago, I said, dad, I feel like I know how to survive, but I don't know how to win. And and he was like, Rachel, (laughs) Rachel, it's not survival, it's preparation for the win. It's so that when we win, we can endure. Because I don't want to just win. I don't want to just get the new thing. I want to be prepared to be long-suffering and patient with it. Because Lord knows when you get the promised land, it might be a desert. And we have to work the fields. So I can't just think that the next season of life is going to save me. I have to be prepared. It's all of a workout leading up to this promise. And even when you get the promise, it's not over until it's over. Um, so that's what God has been dealing with me about, and, uh, and, and, and as I was preparing for today, which I didn't even spend much time preparing, I honestly, the way I prepared is I asked everyone to pray for me, (laughs) literally the back row, (laughs) like, I told them, like, please pray for me, if there was ever a day I was minced meat, it's today, because it was just everything that could go wrong, and just the heaviness of all these prayer requests just weighing on you, um, But the encouragement I also drew um, was also from Ephesians chapter 3. It's specifically verse 20, but I can never just read one verse. So we're going to go from 14 to 21. Um, We have time, and then I'm going to pass it off to you, Mom. Um, For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the, man, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And that was, that is my constant reminder that his ways are higher than mine and when I think that I'm praying God is doing even more 
than I can even comprehend. And I don't know why I have to keep on relearning that lesson, but it's an amazing thing that God is so trustworthy that we don't have to look for ourselves for the answers. So that is the message that I have today that God is going to do a new thing and he is preparing us for that good thing that is coming. Um, And I believe that for all of us in here and for all the people that we've been praying with this week um, and for anyone who has the question, how long, oh Lord? I can't tell you that, but I know that it's good. And I know that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask. Uh, you know, this afternoon, noontime prayer, we both was, we three were sitting there and praying. And I was asking her, what is the Lord speaking to you? And this is what she said. God is, uh, this verse she said, um, God can do more above all that we ask or think. And we limit God. And she said, because we are so tired and we are so weary of asking, and sometimes it's, a, it's not receiving, it is a delayed answer. Like we don't get it the next day. Like it's not like a microwave uh, cooking. You know, you put it in, it is warm, you eat it, but then half of the food is not warm enough. See, I am a person who loves to eat food very hot. <clears throat> and for me, microwave food doesn't make me happy because half the way through, it is cold. Am I right? It's not like what you do. So God wants us to have, God has a higher way and higher thing. But the thing that Rachel said this afternoon is made me think about is, we get so weary and tired and we underestimate God or we limit God. And we lower the standard. Okay, God, it's like saying, okay, God, you don't have to give me that. I will settle for this. I don't think you can do this. That's what we are saying. I'm not saying you. I'm saying for myself. When we settle for less than what God can give, we are saying indirectly, okay, God, you can do it. You don't have that power to do it. Let me settle with this. And that is not what God wants us to do because God loves us so much and he wants to give us more. And we, we truly don't have an understanding of what God has in plan. And we both were talking about it. We, I love to talk to Rachel, talk with Rachel, all those things, we talk about it. <clears throat> and I think I have not feeling good because I haven't talked to Rachel for a week. <laughs> She had been so busy. But what we talked is like, you know, like the example is Joseph. Joseph got a dream. And he says the dream. In the dream, he's going to be like a king. Everybody is going to fall at his feet and worship him. But after the dream, if you think about it, he goes into the pit. From pit, he goes into a slavery. From slavery, he goes into prison. Nothing goes good. Everything goes down the hill. So like, like Rachel said, like, yes, we hear a word. We get a promise. And the next day, we, are, we become the target. And a God gives a blessing. The next day, we are like Joseph going from pit to the slavery to to the prison. 
And at that point, if you look at Joseph, he was holding on to God. It is not what we do, it is how we hold on to God. Yes, our dreams may not come to pass at this moment. Yes, uh, the promise that God made to us may not look, it's going to happen. But we, have, we don't have the privilege to say to God, we lower the, our prayer request. We are not expecting that great things to happen. And I'm, especially I'm speaking to my young ones, don't lose hope. We have a mighty God. We have an almighty, powerful God. He has not forgotten you. And you know, I, when I see how the kids struggle, how their prayers are not answered for many, many years, and they have every right to lower their prayer request, but they have to pick up that bag like, like um, Joseph did. You know, Abraham came out of the promise, to the promised land. He has to just keep on walking and walking. And I found out that every well that he digged, when the water came, the enemy also came. It was not given to him. And so, you know, like we find a little hope in one word. And the next day that hope is snatched away from you. Please do not give up. And we are living in a time. This is not the time to give up hope. And why am I saying it? Because I'm not a strong Christian that I'm talking here. I am, a, I am weak as you are all weak. There are times that I am weary, I am tired, I am in tears, I am in pain. But the only hope I have is my God. So don't underestimate God. Don't tell God that you don't have that power. We don't say it, but our actions are, am I right? Do I make sense? We don't say that, God, I don't love you. We are not saying, God, you're not going to do it. But somehow, we settling for nothing. Whatever you give, whatever. No, God, you promised me this. You are mighty to do this. I, what I'm saying is today, like what I heard from Rachel, what I'm continuing with Rachel's message is, yes, I'll give you, I'll do a new thing, but he is asking us to forget the past pain. The past pain will not allow you to move an inch. The past baggage has to go. And God has to do a new thing. And I was talking this to Rachel. We both were talking about this. It was when God called Abraham, it was not for Abraham. God had all of us in his mind because we are all the children of Abraham that is sitting here. So God had that purpose when he called Abraham. But Abraham has to pay a price. Then God calls Joseph who is a lovely child, an obedient child, who loves his father, who loves his God, and doesn't want to do anything wrong, even in, in, the, in Egypt. He, couldn't have, he didn't say, oh, I'm in Egypt, let me live like an Egyptian. He lived like a Hebrew. He didn't live like an Egyptian. He chose to follow the righteous path of God. But God had a purpose. God wanted to make Israel 
Jacob as Israel a nation. He wanted to make a birth a nation out of Jacob. So who has to suffer? Joseph has to go through that. So there is a purpose in each and every one of our life. It's not about our 90 years of living on this earth. It is beyond the 90 years. What is the, what is the thing that we are going to leave behind? There is a purpose, there's an impact that you're going to make on this earth. If we do the will of God, if we come into that purpose, if we plan to carry his yoke and say, God, I will do it. I will do it. It's hard. It was hard for Abraham. It was hard for David. David was, David was a beautiful shepherd boy singing, worshiping God. And he got kicked out of killing the lion and the bear. He didn't want to kill Goliath. That's not what he was confessing. But he, he just came up, and he was just a lover of God. But God had a purpose, to bring the king of kings through his seed. And that is why we are all here, sitting here to enjoy Jesus. So every one of us has a purpose, but the devil wants to make us so weary and tired and weak. And let us not fall into that trap. I just want you all to know, we are living in a very weary and tired time. If we look outside, there's nothing enlightening us. And we see, like, like I, when I talk to Rachel, because she's so young, and I am in my old age right now, and I talk about, why are these people doing that? And, and then I'm taking, I'm talking negative because that, then I'm taking the hope from the, from the future because the future looks that bad. But we have to hold on. We have to hold on. We cannot become weary and tired. We cannot underestimate God and we should not limit God. We have to pray hard, push hard and say, until the last minute, we have hope. And God will come through for us, and God will do a new thing. Yes. And we, no matter what the world is going to, God is a God who continuously creates new things. He does everything new. There is one David, there is one Abraham, then one Rachel, there is one Hamer, there is one Pastor War. There is not too many of them. He knows how to create a new story in every one of us, a new song in every one of us. God loves us so much. So if you are weary and tired, let us pray and hold on to God and let us not underestimate God's power. That's all the devil wants us to do. Yes, you can do it, God. That's how we, I don't want to go into that path. Let's have hope. Let's have faith. With faith, we can move mountains. But right now, we're not moving mountains. And, and like, like the mustard seed faith, he said, mustard seed is so little, so tiny, but so solid, and has got oil in it, the fatness in it. It's not a dry seed. 
It has fat in it. It has got oil in it. So you and me maybe look tiny, but if we all were squeezed together, we have oil in us. You know, we are not going to become a dry bones. We are not going to become dry Christians. We are not going to underestimate or limit God. We have to have more power, more strength, and more joy than what the world has. The world is laughing now. You know, like, I think, I don't I'm not sure, because I don't watch news, I don't Google or anything. I, I'm just, I'm done with the people outside. So, <laughs> I shouldn't be, but I don't want to hear too much of this. But I heard that even in Israel, they have, they have passed a law that um, uh, um, gospel cannot be preached. Christians cannot preach and convert souls. So, you know, we are in that last stage. Everywhere Jesus is the target. So, if, if Jesus is a target, we are included in that package. You know, we are not about Jesus. So we, and they're all rejoicing over that thing, like everywhere, all over the world, everywhere, including United States. So this is not the time to lose our strength. This is not the time to lose our focus. This is not the time to lose our love for God. We have to push on, push and push and push. We have to deliver what God has called us to deliver. What all the prayer requests that God has asked you to pray, who all the people that God has asked you to pray, pray for them. Pray more. Pray more and expect more. When, when uh, Israelites were standing in front of Red Sea, they didn't, they had like us, oh, they were underestimated God. But still Moses took the rod. He has to hold the rod for the Red Sea to part. God could have said, oh, you have a weak hand, keep it here. God makes you and me to hold that rod. He wants that strength in you. He's not going, he has strength, but he wants you to know that you have strength too. Because you are the child of God. What your father has, you have. It's not your father is a showman that he wants to show that I'm parting the Red Sea. He wants you to be part of that parting. He wants you to play a role in that. He wants, you to, he wants to show how important you are, how precious you are, how much you can do. If a spider can have its nest in a palace, that's how God makes you to stretch. God never makes you to go small. He wants you to go big. He wants you to go with a bang. So we as a church, we as Christians, we should not shrink now. We should go expand. And we should be strong and we should rejoice. Yes, the devil is coming to steal our joys. The devil is coming to steal our finances, health, name it, everything. But don't give an inch to the devil. Don't leave one thing for the devil. Because God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. And he has paid a heavy price that you and me will love him 
honor him and worship him. So let us not slack from that and let us gain. See, the fellowship of saints is not to have a warm body fellowship. It's to strengthen each other. To tell each other, come on, let's run. Keep running, keep running. If I am weak, you have to say. If you are weak, I have to say. Keep running. The race is not done yet. We will get it. We will get it. We will get it. That's the word that we have to keep on saying to each other. It's not like saying, I am depressed, so you also be depressed. I'm so sad, you be sad. We'll just lie down here and just moan about it. No. This is not the time to mourn about. This is not the time to be sad. This is not the time to be depressed. This is the time to take all the strength that we have and fight for freedom, fight for your um, blessings, fight for what God has promised you. But the devil doesn't like it. The devil will not allow you to do it, but you have to do it. You have to leap through the walls and cross the enemy's camp and go and get what God has planned and dreamed for you. Thank you for joining us on our Life of Faith podcast by John J. Asilin of the Global Prayer Center. Please visit us at www.globalprayercenter.net. Please share your comments and visit us at the Prayer Center. God bless you and strengthen your walk with the Lord.